welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Amanda Caressio. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Kate Zeinard. Today on the podcast, we're talking about body positivity. We'll talk about learning to love your body through sewing, and then we'll have a chat with Erica Schmitz, founder of My Body Model. We'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, then we'll ask you to share something too. But before we get started, let's do a little check-in. Right before we started recording, we were talking about our phobias. Yeah. Do we want to yeah. talk about that on the air? Yeah, because I just revealed my shark one in our, in our last episode. <laughs> so your sharks, oh. I am definitely grizzly bears Oh, and birds. I really birds. have a big bird phobia, and I think that it all has to do with the dark crystal. If you've mm. ever seen that movie, What's, I don't watch scary movies. Is that scary? No, it's a it's a Jim <laughs> oh. Henson movie. Yeah, it's, they're uh, puppets. But what are they? The Skakesies? I I can't remember. I think I've that's what they're called. Because um, oh. we watched it recently. Because. With my children, which is probably a bad <laughs> idea. It's a kid's movie, but it's really scary, and they're these little oh. bird creatures. Well, and They're not little. They're pretty big. They're pretty big, but, like, we have friends who have chickens, and they just really scare me. So oh. that's mine. Well, don't watch the bird. Uh, what's that, Alfred? The birds. the birds. The birds. Don't. I wouldn't recommend that one. I will not be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't have any like serious phobias. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of snakes. To be perfectly honest. No, with I, you. I. I. That's another one. Shakes. Uh, shakes, <laughs> snakes, <charms>. snakes, well, <laughs> and shakes. <laughs> and, and we were talking about snorkeling last time, and I'm also not hugely fond of spotting eels oh, because they oh. are like snakes. Oh. But um, luckily, they usually are just sticking their heads out of cracks and rocks, and I can just not look too close at the rocks, and I usually don't actually see them. But there was oh. one time I was on a, a beach. I was sitting in the shallow water, and and uh, I, we saw an eel go wiggling by and I was out of that water like a flash. Yep. Oh. But cuz uh, cuz you were talking about your sharks uh sharks yep. thing Meg, I wanted to tell you a story about possibly the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, love that. So, I was in the Caribbean with my sister and brother-in-law mm-hmm. and we had um we we had we were sailing actually. We had rented a sailboat and mm-hmm. we had docked at an island. It's um Oh, Union Island in um, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And we had um, gone out to dinner and we were coming back. And as we were, we were coming back and we were walking along this um, sidewalk, basically, that ran out into the ocean a bit. So on one side was the ocean and a bunch of rocks. That was, and the ocean was, you know, pounding up against the rocks. And on the other mm-hmm. side was a open tank full of nurse sharks. Um, which are not like great whites or anything, but they're still sharks. And they were just kind of hanging out in this in this pool made by the sidewalk in there. And um, okay, fine, Side whatever. Sidewalk sharks? Oh. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like where this story is headed. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's going, but I don't like it. <laughs> so we're walking single file down this, down this sidewalk. And I mean, it was pretty normal sized. It was maybe four feet across, something like that. I mean, nobody was worried about falling off or anything until my sister stopped short oh, in no. front of me. And I kind of peer around her to see what's going on. And there is this very small, skinny cow that is galloping down the sidewalk towards us. 
have no idea where it came from, have no idea why it was running. Have, I, I don't know, but it was a cow and it was coming towards us. And we're all sitting here looking at this like, this is not a large space that we're on. There's sharks on one side, there's <gasps> rocks on the no. other. <laughs> what is going to happen now? And my sister, she is getting down low and she is ready. If she, if somebody is going into that shark tank, it is going to be that cow. I mean, oh, she is, re- and she's smaller than me. She's, she's a little petite woman and she's just like ready to go. And, and we just kind of move to the side a little bit, uh, incidentally away from the shark tank. <laughs> and the cow just gallops right by us keeps going off into the distance and we look at each other and we're like did that really just happen to us weren't you scared you're walking towards where the cow is running away from i would run with i would be like yo this cow knows where it's going that, going that cow that cow is <laughs> smart cow. there was nothing on the other side of that sidewalk that was at all scary that cow was just like running for I don't know what that cow was doing I really don't and but it was just a cow I mean you don't expect to just randomly run into a cow on a sidewalk right, right by a pool of, by a pool sharks. of sharks it's just oh, it was the weirdest wow. thing but yes wow. possibly the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me um sharks I thought the cow and the sharks were going to be involved together yes. more and I was scared yes um no it it turned out to be a very I mean, it's an interesting story, but but it the ending was just the cow kept running and I really like that ending. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, so that's my interesting story about Meg's phobia. Wow, sharks! Thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed that, it. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> I kind of freaked out. Luckily, I just stay inside, and so <laughs> <laughs> never go anywhere near. Cows. I just don't do any. I just wear my gowns and uh, wedding outfits and just stay inside. (laughs) Good plan. I'm just joking. (laughs) All right. So um, all of you who joined us for sewing talk instead of cows and sharks, (laughs) shall we move on to talk a little bit about body positivity? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that goes on in society around bodies and body images. And that can actually be exacerbated by sewing for yourself, because when the patterns you're sewing don't fit you right, it feels Mm -hmm. like your body is objectively wrong. And that reinforces the messages that the media is sending you that there is a right way for your body to be. So today we're going to talk about body positivity and how sewing can help you learn to embrace the body you have instead of the body that society tells you you're supposed to have. So when we go into this... I usually we usually start with a whole bunch of questions that we can kind of do as a roundtable, and apparently I have very strong thoughts on this because most of mine are actually just angry statements. <laughs> yeah, um, there's lots of um, cap capital letters. <laughs> yes, which yes, I, some are like. some I things mean, are in capital letters. So. It makes me good feeling them. Uh, so, no, so maybe let me just though, open yeah. it up to you guys and see what you want to say first about um, body positivity and body image. Yay bodies. Yay bodies. All mm-hmm. bodies. I definitely yeah. think that sewing has made my relationship with my body mm-hmm. a lot better. I And this particular, like I've sewn at various points in my life, um, and this particular moment is when I'm kind of getting used to my body um, after being pregnant three times in a row yeah. very quickly. and. And making making peace with the fact that my body has changed and is continuing to change as I get a little bit older. So I think the timing is really right for me right now, mm-hmm. and it's really um, it's really making me feel 
better about the changes that are that are happening. I wish that I had spent more time um, sewing through periods of life when I wasn't happy with my body, and because I think that um, I think that you know it could have just helped through those rough patches. Because I I don't know about anybody else, but I definitely go through cycles um, with my weight. Yeah. I go through cycles with how I'm feeling about my body. Um, and, but, but sewing has kind of been a constant and has been truly kind of a gift in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, like going through sewing all my wedding looks, a part of me, and I hate to even admit this, and I'm so glad I just kind of, it's, I mean, this is all a lot easier I, I said than done to. It's great. Like, I love seeing all the, um, you know, body positive things that are happening on Instagram. Now, I, I love seeing, you know, pattern uh, models a bit more shape. And I just Definitely. I love all of Yeah. And I think it's great. And it is helping me kind of visually seeing that. And, you know, it's easier to accept. But even though there was like a part of me that was scared to start my wedding garment too soon because I wanted to be a certain shape or something for my we- wedding, which is brides. I feel like yeah. even TV shows, bridal boot There's a lot of the pressure. It's uh, it's hard to because I mean deep down am I a bad person for wanting to look great on my wedding day and maybe losing a few pounds and that I kind of deal with you know that or should I you know just embrace what I am now and that's what I kind of did I just I just I cut it I was really scared to cut out my wedding outfit because ideally in my mind because I think I should be you know smaller on my wedding day than but I mean it's a couple months away and I just got I I would rather have something done and so it's it's been a process but I think it's uh I mean it's hard in in you know but yeah I mean I've made a lot of aspirational yeah pants and they never work out yeah (laughs) Yeah, one should yeah. always. I think one should always sew for what yeah. size one is now because yeah. you know, exactly you may never get mm-hmm. into those aspirational pants, and that's just a waste of your time and your materials. Right, and it ends up making you feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I want to go into a couple of. Uh, I just want to. I just want to talk about a couple of things. So when we look at our patterns or ready-to-wear clothes as well, they're based around a set of standard sizes that are basically, you know, a standard size sewing six is, you know, whatever the measurements are for the waist and the hip and the and the bust. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit different with ready-to-wear because they have vanity sizing and six is, you know, it, basically meaningless. Um, but all of those standards that they've ever come up with, they do it by – measuring a whole bunch of women and then averaging them out um, to figure out those proportions. But the fact of the matter is when they do that, A, I think the last time they did that was like the 70s or 80s. That's what everything's based off of now. Um, And they often only measured white women or greatly Mm -hmm. or a great majority of them were white women. And, you know, um, white women have a certain kind of shape and some people of color have those same shapes, but a lot of them don't. And so by not taking that into account when you're doing these averages, you kind of mm. focus everything on what the average is for white women. But when you look at the averages, you also come down to the basic fact that when they've actually done a study of it, um, there are very, very few women. Like 
a percentage, like a single percentage of women who actually have that kind of hourglass shape that Mm -hmm. your patterns are designed around. So what it comes down to is they make these patterns and they say, okay, here's a base shape for you to start with, but they're not going to fit. It's not even that they're not going to fit every body. They're not going to fit most bodies. Right. So here's the thing that I have written in in capital Mm. letters. And I love this. There is no right or wrong body. There is no body that is right and no body that is wrong. The body that you have is the right body for you. And if you want to change it, if you feel like that is something that you need to do, then that is your prerogative. But if you only feel like you need to change your body because society is telling you that your body is wrong, society is wrong. Your body is right. And you have the right to do it with it whatever you want to do. And if that is embrace it, like I tried to do with mine, then that is awesome. And yeah, you shouldn't feel guilty about being happy with the body you have. And you should try to be happy with the body you have. Mm-hmm. Anybody object particularly strongly? No. No, no way. Uh, no, no <laughs> and way. And I feel like, yeah. um, I, I mean... Yeah, I I feel like that is part of why sewing is so great and why the sewing community is so great and why, you know, especially as we're growing as a community and kind of making sure that, um, you know, through the pattern models and everything else that there's a representation of a wide array of different kinds of bodies. Mm -hmm. I I think I think we're doing a pretty good job. And I think, um, you know, for me, there's always there's always some catch up. On, on, on the personal level, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that is kind of a journey to, to make peace with your body and accept it. Um, but for me, sewing, sewing has made me figure out how to how to dress my body, you mm-hmm. know, m- more and in a way that um, a makes me feel comfortable and makes me feel confident. And um, and I I mean, that's that's that is truly a gift. Um, I, I'd say the other thing that sewing has done for me um, in terms of kind of just figuring out my body, figuring out how to dress it and what proportions work best for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think it's made me be more objective about my body. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, you know, it's not all this, you know, I I love my body all the time. It's powerful. It's wonderful. I mean, I, I definitely aspire to feel that way. I don't always feel that way. But I'm also really objective with the fact that I have super short legs. And, you know, I, I but I know that there's no but there's no judgment there. It's right. just, yeah, just being observant. This is what I have to work with. To, yeah. And I love this body. These legs are very short and take very little fabric to make full length pants. So, <laughs> so there's, there's a benefit. There's a benefit. But I, I think that is, um, you know, sewing, there's there's geometry, there's math. And I think that kind of helps pull out I don't know, the the judgment part of it for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I think, yeah, I think there's a value to to just looking at the shape and figuring out how to fit it and not sitting there and think, well, it's a problem that I have to make this alteration to this pattern. It's just this is a reality is Mm -hmm. this pattern is not going to look good on me. You're making something custom. You're making the garment. Yes. You're making something fit me. This is something I'm struggling with right now because I'm still working on this um, pants sloper, I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out what is wrong with it. And I'm to the point now where I think I need a full belly adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that's the next thing I'm going to try. And there's a little part of me that's like, Ugh, now I'm going to be trying to get it all the way up to my natural waist, which is really high. I don't like wearing things at my natural waist because it is so high. It's basically the bottom oh. of my rib cage. Um, and I'm like, can I find find a way to make the sloper fit in a way that's both comfortable and doesn't have these weird wrinkles in it? And it can be very frustrating. And I'm struggling mm-hmm. a bit with that right now. Um, what you could do is draft it, the pants over, to be at your natural waist, have that fit, and then when you make a stylized pattern off that, drop the waist right. from that. Yeah, and that's probably what I'm going to have to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 I and I understand that the sloper is not, you know, the final pair of pants. It's just mm-hmm. still that that frustration of yeah, no, totally. Of I, there's no way that I don't think I can draft this pattern to have the waist sit where I want the waist to sit. Um, and that, that's, you know. That's that's just a reality. That is what my body is, and mm-hmm. to make it fit, I'm going to have to get over that. Um, so yeah, but that is something that I have to that I have to learn to embrace because mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to make something that looks good on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Meg? How does sewing help you learn about your body? I mean, I'm not going to lie to everybody and just say you know I'm just loving my body loving sewing for I mean I'm still working through it it's definitely helping um I don't know it's I mean as great as social media can be sometimes it's hard posting things and seeing comments and that sort of thing too that kind of hinders you know if you're feeling good or you feel like you just made something great um that you that looks really great on you and then you're like oh I guess not everybody feels I know people people can be pretty mean and I think you know especially um we're kind of in front of these communities and you know yeah yeah it's um people people are not shy about weighing in Mm -hmm. yeah but I'm a lot I'm definitely learning every day with each thing that I make um and yeah, it's just good learning um, about that. And I don't know. I'm still working. I, I don't really have much to say. I'm just still working through this. So yeah, I'm just, I'll just kind of listen throughout. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it comes down to it. And I'm really on board. Like, I do love this idea. And I really hope soon I can get to this place where I'm just totally fine with everything and just sewing for my body. And yeah. Because right now I'm really just sewing for, you know, the trend piece or whatever, what's really in right now. And maybe it's not the best, but I mean, it's it's fun. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think and I think I think the conversation that we're having right now is really important because. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, we do believe all of us in body positivity, but we're all struggling. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I love the idea of. Of this, I just hope that I can really like. Tr- I can say, oh, I like. I don't hate my body, but I wish I I could love it more and just be okay with it and stop trying trying to change it. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's I I lost it. I'm sorry. I can't remember. Well, maybe and maybe that's maybe, <laughs> but maybe that's the point. Maybe it is a journey. Yeah. You know, maybe. It, yeah, totally. And, and I think that you know you could get there and then you know cycle through again and have to work back to that place where you're kind of at peace but I because I I I think that that's that's the nature of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. society has really strong messages and it's it's a fight to ignore them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Huh. So, on a more uh, technical level, how do you how do you guys work around standardized measurements to make sewing more successful for your bodies? I think I do a lot of just cross sizing. Um, I I do acknowledge the fact that I'm not just one size. I just you know, do those key measurements, and I'm very fine with you know crossing in. I'm bigger this size here, and small, and so that's what I mean. I do. I don't standardize myself into into one size. That's why I do like multi size. When even when mm-hmm. you print the pattern, they still have all the sizes and what shoulder the- and everything. What, yeah. One of the things I love about your pattern play column in So News is that you often put that note in there. That if you're, if it's oh, yeah. a single size doesn't fit yeah. you, just, yeah. just, right draw a, just draw on a size line to get between your two lines. And oh, yeah. a lot of I a do lot of instructions don't bother to talk about that. And I really do mm-hmm. appreciate that that you do that. Oh, I can't you. remember if I ever leave it in, but I love that you do it. <laughs> Kate just edits it out of <laughs> <laughs> with her red pen. Yes, my red pen. I had okay, no, we don't have room for this this time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Awkward. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> for, for me, I definitely, I think I start from the beginning and really try to pick styles that I think are going to work with my body mm-hmm. shape. And so, yes, and I totally. honestly, I'm not, I don't yeah. do a whole lot of experimenting and exploring outside of that. Um, I pretty much, you know, like boxy, like yeah. kind of big and roomy. Um, but I do, I definitely have to think about proportions because I um, have short legs and I am um, short. So th- like dress proportions are sometimes a little bit mm-hmm. hard for me also because I have um, swimmer shoulders. And so, you know, if some things can fit me in the shoulders, but if it's a dress, um, it can be hard to fit it through the body because I'm a little bit more like through the hips, a little bit uh, more narrow. So, um, but I think for me, it's really just starting with something that I think is going to work and be a good silhouette for my shape. Because um, mm-hmm. I and I, I'm not, I'm not making a lot of really fitted things right now. But I mm-hmm. like even ready to wear. That's never been. I've never really been into super fitted. Yeah. Things, anyways. Right? Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I think it's and and I think that you learn that through sewing because mm-hmm. I I mean I definitely when I first started sewing I would make things and you know anything with like a super fitted waist doesn't really work for me because I'm more of a rectangle. I don't really have a super defined waist, but gosh, how many dresses did I make before I figured that out? Right. Um so mm-hmm. I think I think you you learn and it's not necessarily about like you learn um what looks best on you from from another person's perspective. I, I mean, yeah. the ideal is that you're making those decisions based on how you feel in something. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. but and then I think that you you learn that through sewing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. agree with both of those. And I don't know that I have anything to add to them. I I definitely blend between sizes on a regular basis. Um, I like to advents sometimes on mm-hmm. on shirts if they're too straight because like I have mentioned very flared hips and so uh, working around that is always a thing and yeah very much it has been about learning what kind of patterns I think feel good and look good on me um, and they're not always necessarily the same things I have a couple of patterns where I kind of look at myself in the mirror and I'm like this is not particularly flattering. Oh, but I really love wearing it. But I just it. don't care. Yeah, I just yeah. don't care. I really love wearing it. I'm just going to wear I know. it. If it makes you feel good, then... And, yeah. and, you know, that's that's the that's a 
important thing is Mm -hmm. caring less about whether you necessarily feel like people are going to look at you and be like, oh, she's so gorgeous and more be like, I feel good and comfortable and this makes me happy. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what anybody else thinks. Right. And I think it's like about feeling like yourself. Yes. You know, and that's and that's so that's coming from kind of internally not really thinking about how something looks um, from from another person's perspective, like really Uh trying to keep it kind of within yourself and and make decisions from there. Uh Yeah. Uh Yeah. Well, I just would. I kind of forgot about this, but I just kind of talking about this kind of brought it up and how you asked me before and I just didn't even remember it until now how sewing helped me through, you know, a time when you know, I wasn't feeling really great about my body. There was a, the time where I would just didn't wasn't feeling very well. I'd never been, you know, that size before. And sewing helped me because that's when I really started to make a lot of leggings because they were so... Um, easy to fit and easy to make and I didn't have to because I, I couldn't fit into any of my clothes and then I would just embrace getting all these crazy spandex and so I was <laughs> really just make all I wore was leggings but in all these gorgeous like spandexes that I got and that really helped just the ability to make that through that time in my life and it was fun and I got to and I learned a lot about sewing spandex and leggings and really using fun fabrics and I I ended up feeling a lot better um just having you know these all these awesome spandex leggings I had about like 30 when (laughs) (laughs) and I were to make them more comfortable myself not the elastic I would draft them so they'd have that wide band because that's just so much more comfortable and so Mm -hmm. that's just I just I just remembered that right now how that really did help me through that time um sewing really really did yeah and I didn't have to spend a lot of money just on a I mean then it's just like am I battling myself just uh, just wanting to get out of that but I guess it wasn't good for me then just changing back into getting into my old clothes like it's just there's just so much going it's just so much to think about it's like what's I guess there is no right and wrong it's just kind of how you feel in yourself at the time yeah knowing Mm -hmm. your body and yeah I mean I feel the same way about elastic waist pants and I have I have made a few more this summer (laughs) and I don't know I mean I think it's I made I made a pair recently that I feel like I really didn't need, but I wanted because some of my other more fitted pants are kind of tight through the summer through the summer, and um, and I'm like, you know what? This is this is a kindness to myself. This is yeah. me making some clothes that are going to be very forgiving um, yeah. with my weight and my body right now, and that I feel comfortable in and feel good about wearing. And um, that was that was kind of a nice way to think about it, and and to really. Um, I don't know, just kind of get out of that loop of feeling negative about mm-hmm. my body and yeah. just doing something about it, whether yeah. it's, you know, a temporary fix or not. And just and and just moving on, you know, and, yeah. and being and being more objective, like, hey, yes. this summer I've been celebrating a lot and eating a lot of cake and yeah. visiting <laughs> craft breweries. And, yeah. you know, there's that's. That's living life and, you know, that's, um, I think, you know, just kind of stepping back and being objective about it rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, having that self-judgment loop. It's just Exactly. Because I always think uh, you're always your own worst critic. I never think, I never look at anyone else, even on Instagram, and think negatively. of. I I think everyone looks looks great and what they make, but it's just 
but me just thinking about yeah. myself. Do I? I just I always have to remind myself, you know. Well, it's. I, I mean, know. it's the same thing as as when we're looking at something we sewed and and finding the yes. two little exact, missed that's stitches. Exact, it's yeah. it's like this is not. Nobody else is going to notice this. Everyone else is just going to be impressed. And we need to remember mm-hmm. that our bodies are like that too. That. Yeah. There may be some people out there who are looking at other people's bodies and judging them, but those people aren't yeah. really worth caring about, honestly. Yes, I know. It's And it's always the the positive do outweigh the negative, but, you know, the squeaky yep. wheel gets the oil. Yep, we have. You know, those are the ones that, you know, really get in your head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, oh. guys. Thank you so much for this conversation. Oh, I know, I know uh, we're all a little think, bit raw right now. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would. I thought about one more thing yes, that I wanted me. to just mention. Yes. Um, because I think that, you know, sewing. I, I don't know. I think it's so powerful because. Yes. I hope this is going to come out right. Because I would rather <laughs> be wearing something that's a little bit bigger, that I feel really confident in, than trying to like squeeze myself into something yeah. that doesn't fit in this moment. Because I think that 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 confidence is going to affect how people perceive you more than how you look probably you know so i think that i don't know just make a bunch of elastic waist pants everybody (laughs) (laughs) all right let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with a really cool interview Well, on the topic of body positivity, I was super excited to talk with Erica Schmitz of My Body Model. Um, We were talking in our last segment about how the sewing community and the sewing industry has really stepped up and started to embrace a wide variety of bodies. And I think um, Erica's My Body Model really addresses an area that hadn't been addressed yet, which is croquis, um, which are, you know, typical um, fashion croquis use kind of insane standards and mm-hmm. proportions. Mm-hmm. And she's created a tool for sewists where you enter your measurements and it creates um, custom croquis that you can sketch on and create um, kind of test out outfits, test out proportions. Um, it's a really useful tool um, it's a great tool. As you're making your yeah. wardrobe that fits for your body um, and for your lifestyle. So um, let's hop into that and then we'll come back and um, discuss a few things. I am so excited to welcome Erica Schmitz to the Sew and Tell podcast today. Erica lives in Portland, Maine, and she was nice enough to call us on vacation while in Albuquerque. Erica is the founder of My Body Model. Um, Thanks so much for joining us, Erica. Can you tell us a little bit about My Body Model? Hi, thank you so much yeah. for having me. My, I'm so happy to be talking to you uh, in real life instead of just on Absolutely. Instagram. Um, My Body Model is a website where you enter your measurements and you get a made-to-measure fashion drawing template uh, of your body that you can draw and plan your sewing plans or fashion uh, or wardrobe planning on. Right. Well, and a few of us on the Sew News staff have been lucky enough to to try this out. And it has been, it's been amazing on a number of different levels from a very practical level of having this tool um, to use, but also to just be represented in a way that 
is we're not used to 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 have you know an actual body, not a um, fashion standard croaky basically. Yeah, it's kind of remarkable that the fashion standard drawing templates are called croquis are so disproportionate to real body uh, proportions. Even runway models don't look like right. the standard fashion template. They're kind of alien looking. They're really stretched out. Yeah. Most of the length is in the legs and right. the arms and very long necks. And um, it's really hard based on those drawings to know in any way, shape, or form, what a garment will look like on a real body, much less your own unique body shape. Um, so I really created my body model because I was looking for something that I could draw on so I could visualize right. all the gazillion sewing ideas that I had that were keeping me awake at night. Um, and I needed more than a list. I wanted to be able to see right. them. And uh, I really couldn't find anything out there that looked like me. There are some uh, body positive, uh, realistically proportioned fashion drawing templates out there, but everybody's different and none of them look like me. Uh, so first I started by tracing over a photograph of myself and I was like, there's got to be an easier way to do this. So there has to be an app for that. And there wasn't. Um, so I asked a, a lot of my, my friends and reached out to the sewing community and knitting community about whether this was something they would find useful. And the answer was, yes, please do this. Um, and we actually got it started through a crowdfunding campaign so cool. a couple of years ago, which is awesome. Like this is a product that was created by the maker community for the maker community. Right. And thanks to all those um, initial uh, Kickstarter backers, we now have a website where you can enter your measurements and get a beautiful outline of your body that you can print out um, in various different layouts um, and, and draw all of your ideas on, um, whether digitally uh, or on paper. Um, because if you sew, you're a fashion designer. Um, even if you p follow a pattern exactly, there are almost infinite decisions, design decisions that you're gonna make about um, uh, fabric choice, mm -hmm. print placement, if there's buttons, <laughs> the, 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 the choices so many of buttons button out there. Options. That's the hardest part. Um, <laughs> the hem length, um, the sleeve, like all these different design details mm -hmm. that you're in control of. You are a fashion designer. And not only that, but you're the fashion model. You're creating this garment for your body. Um, and this allows you to visualize and plan and make decisions those creative decisions that we make and be able to see them on your shape. Right, right. I like that. I'm, I think I'm going to add Amanda Carestio, fashion designer, to, to my uh, to to how I describe myself. I really like that. But it's yeah, it's so so true. Um, and we had you um, on for So News column, um, the Common Thread, in our August September issue, and you um, kind of brought your perspective from the my body model development, um, and for a chat and a conversation about body positivity. And um, I I can you know having watched this. Um, tool develop over the years, I can totally see how um, how that kind of outcome would be um, 
so positive for people. But did you did you start with that in mind? Did you know from the very beginning that this was going to be, you know, a powerful tool for people, but also um, something that made people, I don't know, feel better about themselves or feel more, you know, practical about their shape? Or did you did you have a sense that that would happen? I knew from our focus groups that we did and through the Kickstarter campaign that it was going to be a useful tool and I knew it was going to be a fun tool to use. Um, and I had a sense just from my own experience about um, how helpful it is uh, to really see your body mm-hmm. in two dimensions and to be able to uh creatively play as an artist, mm-hmm. you know, literally with, with like, whether it's crayons or colored pencils or whatever, on an outline of your body um, is really freeing. And it somehow turns off the mean judgy parts exactly. of your brain exactly. and turns on this, this creative artistic side of your brain, mm-hmm. which, which I experienced, but I, I didn't, I really didn't know how it would be um, experienced by others mm-hmm. in the community. And I am just surprised again and again by the emotional response that mm-hmm. people have, um, both to seeing their body model outline for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people describe that they actually cry mm-hmm. when they saw it. Um, I get emails um, from, from people saying, you know, this is the first time I've ever looked at my body without judgment. Um, a few weeks ago, I got an email uh, from a woman who said, I always thought I was a swamp monster. And oh. when I saw my body model, I realized <laughs> I'm not a swamp monster. Oh, man. You know, I. I had the exact same response. It was like, where are these tears coming from? Mm. Um, It was just, I don't know. It was some kind of joy and I don't know, kind of euphoria at at this just light bulb moment. And for me, it was exactly that about kind of turning off that judgment and being really practical. And I I think I had an aha moment because I was, you know, looking at my, outline and thinking, no wonder those things didn't work for me. And no wonder these other things did because, you know, the the proportions are different for everybody. And um, I'm definitely on the shorter side, but there's lots of different ways to be short. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's, um, I, I think it, it really was, you know, an emotional response for me. And um, I'm just, I'm, yeah, it's it's a wonder that we went so long without this kind of tool. And I think it's, um, you know, I think it's in line with progress that is being made in the sewing industry in general. But definitely kudos to you for seeing that um, that hole and, and filling it with a tool that's really useful, but also very powerful and impactful for people. That's um, that's that's good work right there. It's it's been so amazing, and yeah. you know, to see yourself represented is really powerful. To be able to design and plan um, for your body, you know, that's part of why we sew for ourselves right. in the first place, right? right. And so, um, it just didn't make sense to me to be drawing my ideas on a body that didn't look like me. Right. And also, the clothes uh, when I when I started sewing for myself, it was after a long period of illness and injury, mm. and it was like sewing my own clothes was like a, a, a gift, like a thank you mm-hmm. gift to my body for all that it had gone through. And it was really important to me that the clothes that I made 
would be kind <laughs> and beautiful um, you know, for my body. And so it wasn't thinking about the garments in isolation, you know, like a, mm -hmm. a piece of art that you would just hang on the wall. Right. Like the canvas literally was my body. The mm -hmm. muse literally was my body. Um, and so I wanted to be able to uh, plan and design in that way. Um, and I think for um, a lot of us, when, when we start sewing, we think about the fabrics and all the gorgeous prints and right. and all these really cool patterns. And um, it, it's making art. It really is. But it takes it to a whole other level when you're designing that art for the body that's going to be wearing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. I love the idea of being your own muse. It's, that's powerful. It's a total mind shift. It's yeah. It's a total mind shift because we're exposed to gazillions. Right. <laughs> that's not even an exaggeration. Gazillions of messages and images throughout our lives. Right. Um, since childhood of what our bodies are supposed to look like. Um, and it's never what, you know, who we are and right. whatever we look like right now, the, the ideal is something different because, um, we're usually being sold something exactly. and told that if we just buy this one thing, uh, we'll be happy. Right. Right. <laughs> it, and it doesn't look like that. Work that way. We know um, through all the people that we know in our lives that our level of happiness, our level of satisfaction and joy and, you know, attractiveness has nothing to do. It really has nothing to do with body shape or size. Some of the most confident um, and amazing people that I know um, are not going to be, uh, do not fit into that um, uh, socially or commercially defined standard of what is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, some of the people that fit most closely into that commercially defined standard of what is beautiful are the most self-conscious, um, the most down on themselves right. um, and obsessed with um, fixing that one last thing that it would take to be perfect. Um, there's a total, a total disconnect there. And one of the wonderful things about being part of the sewing community online is that we get to change and control the images mm -hmm. that we uh, consume on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So um, through Instagram, especially, or what Facebook groups we're a part of, um, we can um, choose to, we, we, well, first of all, we get exposed to all of these amazing people that are incredible style icons, really, mm -hmm. like to be inspired by, and they're regular people looking absolutely amazing in the clothing that they make. And we can seek out and follow people with bodies that are similar to ours mm -hmm. so that we can see ourselves represented and looking amazing. And that is incredibly inspiring. We can look and, and seek out people who are different from ourselves and diversifying our feeds is really important also for inspiration um, and uh, to, to realize um, not just on an on a intellectual level, but on an emotional level to really know in the depth, the core of your being, that diversity is beautiful, mm -hmm. that everybody is different. Mm -hmm. And there is no one way to be uh, beautiful, whatever beautiful means to you. Right, right. Well, let's, um, let's from there kind of jump into um, a few of the things that you mentioned in your article 
um, and take those a little bit further. But um, the article itself was ways sewing can help you love your body. It's really interesting to think about. I mean, at at age 44 myself, um, I have been every size. <laughs> my weight fluctuates right. a lot and throughout throughout my life, um, up and down. Um, and really thinking about the times in your life when you were most happy mm-hmm. versus the times in your life when you were most unhappy, there is it, it, it's not connected really yeah. to what size, what size you were. Um, and, and that's an important realization for sure. Um, just like notice thinking about who are the happiest people mm-hmm. that, you know, the most confident people right. that, you know, so true. and it is very rarely that you can find any kind of correlation between that and, you know, com- commercial beauty standards or, or size really. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It's also a really powerful tool, even aside from sewing, um, taking a a picture of yourself every day um, in whatever you're wearing that day is a really great tool to learn about yourself and what do I really wear? What do Mm -hmm. I really like to wear? What, how did I feel in that garment in in that outfit that day? And you can learn more about um, what you enjoy wearing, what you reach for the most. And you can also start seeing patterns in what kind of colors you like to wear, what kind of shapes and silhouettes, what kind of fabrics. You learn a lot about yourself that can then inform your future sewing projects. Absolutely. I feel like that is a lesson that takes a long time to learn because when you start sewing and you've got so many possibilities, um, you, you know, I, I feel like I've definitely made things that in the long run were not you know, we're not as amazing as they th- I thought they were going to be. And not even, you know, the end result didn't feel like me. Um, mm. And I think that for me, sewing has really kind of taught me a lot of lessons about what I like and having to make all of those decisions and kind of, I don't know, how to dress myself, <laughs> which, you know, is in a way that, um, that I feel confident, but I'm also, you know, comfortable. And, you know, it's it's very much about kind of discovering my identity in a lot of ways. Yes, absolutely. I love that because I never really thought about myself having a style mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, what what's my personal style. And you always have, like, if you take those surveys, am I romantic? Am oh, I boho? Gosh. Am I classic? <laughs> um, it's like, no, I'm not any of those things. Right. Like, I don't really have a style. But then if you think of it in terms of what makes me feel like me, mm-hmm. what do I like and what do I don't like? Mm-hmm. I have very clear, very clear opinions on what I do like to wear and what I don't like to wear. And when you put those lists together and um, you realize, oh, hell, heck yeah, I do have a, a style. I'm yeah. going to swear on your show. I don't know if you're allowed to swear. <laughs> That's okay. We'll run heck with yeah, it. I, have a style. I feel like the moment um, uh, required it. <laughs> um, so it, it's really powerful yeah. and that you don't need to look like anybody else. You don't need to fit into any, any box or, or definition. You get to figure out what you like yeah. and then you can wear that. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that is a hard thing to do when you're given, you know, so many messages about what you should like, you know, I think it's really kind of turning off that, um, that side of the brain and, and those messages and, yeah, and really deciding for yourself. Yeah, 
Yeah, and sewing is a big investment. It's a lot of time, mm-hmm. a lot of effort. You cut into your precious fabric. And that's where drawing, for me, even as a quick sketch, right. um, for me, helps me just try out, try on different things to see what I like or don't like about them. Um, and it's really easy to get hung up at first about what's flattering, you know, yes. in quotation marks, what's yes. flattering or not flattering. Um but I really encourage people to think about what do I like? What's pleasing to me? And instead of um, thinking about how do I want to look to think about how do I want to feel? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a big, that's a big shift. And part of the reason why I make a lot of elastic waist pants. (laughs) Yay. I am totally team elastic waist pants. Yay. I'm wearing some right now. Me too. Um, There's certain things that I'm feel amazing exactly and certain things that I don't I just I just don't feel uh you know I don't like things binding binding me unless that the exception is like really high-waisted leggings oh Oh, yeah it feels so good Um, like I've made several pairs of the Avery leggings by Helen's closet Mm -hmm. that go practically up to my armpits and it just feels amazing I love it Um, but it doesn't bind or constrain like I can move freely and it right. just feels really nice um but yeah I guess that's elastic but um yeah what feels good against your skin yeah. what makes you feel comfortable and confident and powerful and strong relaxed however all any words that that are that describe how you want to feel exactly what are the types of garments the types of fabrics the colors even that um help you to feel that way well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It is it is lovely to have you. It is lovely to have your perspective um, on this as well. And um, I mentioned off air, but um, this particular article um, has a lot of people have given us feedback that it's something that really resonated with them. So um, thank you too for for bringing that to to our audience on all the levels. Um, thank you so much. I love to hear that. Thank you so much. It's been great. All right. I just, I love Erica. She has so many good, um, so many good things to say on this topic. Oh, absolutely. And I have to tell you, I love this tool. Uh, she was kind enough to let me do a uh, my body model for the croquis I made to sketch out my Vienna wardrobe. Um, you can see them in the magazine. Maybe I'll pop one up on the show notes page as well. Um, that's, oh, that's coming up in several issues, though, so not right away. But, um, yeah, it's it was such a great tool. It was so useful. I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it because it's not necessarily what I picture my body is looking like, but it is what my body looks like. And so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of weird to sit there and wrap my head around it. But at the same time, it's really useful to think about making these these clothes and making sure that the things that I've chosen are going to look right on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I wish I knew about this sooner. I definitely need to give this a try. It's just hard reprogramming my brain because, you know, I would take fashion illustration classes right. in school and y- you just learn a certain type of, we d- it was never even, a, you know, a thought really. And mm-hmm. so it's just, but I love, love, love this so yeah. much. I definitely, definitely need to try it out. Yeah. When I first did it, there was just this moment when you look at it and you're like, that is me. That mm-hmm. is me. I am represented. Yeah. I'm on paper. And and again, like getting towards that kind of objective 
view of things like, yeah. okay, that's why this doesn't ever work for me. So yeah. I'm not going to try that again. Right. Um, it's mm-hmm. just it's super powerful. And absolutely. Um, yeah. As we all work towards towards having yeah. good relationships yeah. with our with our bodies. It was funny. I sent mine to my husband. And I'm like, does this look like me? And he's like, the head's too small. Uh, <laughs> yes, it will look better once I draw my own hair on it. All right. Does the rest of it look OK? <laughs> that is funny. Oh, that is funny. I know. Um, but yeah, the head is like a head shape, but without any hair on it. So right. yeah, just draw a little hair on and your head will look just fine. So now let's get into our Sojo segment. And this is at the time of the episode where we go around and talk about what's given us our sewing mojo. I always I always mess it up because it is, you know, the two words in one. Right. So. Right, right. <laughs> so, Kate, what's your Sojo today? All right. So you guys remember the cork purse that I have been talking about on and off for like, I don't know, two months, three months, something like that. Well, mm-hmm. I'm almost there. I'm so close. I've got the purse itself finished. Um, I just need to make the strap and um, a cork tassel to go with it, obviously, because you need a tassel for your cork. Um, and uh, yeah, so the the bag itself is done. It looks great. It's got all the pockets I love. My husband's really impressed. It's got embroidery. It's got rivets that have um, stone on them. It looks so good. I'm so Ooh. proud of it. And I feel so good about myself for making it because I really love the way it looks. And also, I actually got some sewing done. So yay, go me. Art, how do you make a cork tassel? Are they easy to make? Um, You know, what I did, I I actually, um, there's a a place, I have to look it up and put it in the show notes, where I get a little cap. Um, And then then you you just kind of roll it. Yeah, you 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 roll it and you you cut it into little strips, except at the very top, and then you roll it up, stick it in the cap, and you put a little screw in there. Oh, I uh, love that. I was just had an idea. Because I wanted to start incorporating cork into my sewing or you know my sewing circuit, but I think a pair of cork tassel earrings would be so, so cute. Oh, the cap and then like cute. a little dangle because I am obsessed with tassel earrings right now. I love them. Oh my yeah. gosh! I wonder if I could find a cap that size because now I want to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Amanda? What's your sojo? My sojo is summer forever. I I mean, I know it's only August, but I feel like my planner self is is starting that, like, you really need to start thinking about fall. You really need to start thinking about I had fall. That, I had that Quit thought Quit sewing week, all the linen. Quit sewing all the tinsel. Never just, stop sewing the linen. I know. I know. But um, but it happens every every year about this time. Um, but... I'm just I'm sticking with my plans. I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna just sew stick. I'm gonna sew yeah. what makes me happy and that is mm-hmm. summer dresses. And even if you only get to wear it once before the weather changes, that is worth it. Because totally. you'll wear it next year. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Meg? I know. I've been thinking about sewing fall stuff now too because I just feel like my summer clothes to summer weather in Canada ratio is a is a little, a little off. off. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that I, you know, wear pajamas most days. <laughs> but, yeah. But my sojo really is, I want to try wearing more of my, so I'm not, I mean, let's face it, I got enough on my sewing hands. Yes, you with do. The, you know, the old wedding, you know, approaching a month away, pretty much. So I, but I've been obsessed. I feel like Amanda right now, drop in, drop in a hashtag is pose like the pattern model. I've oh, been, man. Have you seen that I haven't. One? Oh, it's so good. It's I I stumbled upon it um 
And then I clicked it and it's so great. People wearing the garment and they're posing like the pattern model. So I think my sewing, my sojo is really kind of like an Instagram sojo where I want to try and just take a picture of something that I've already made summary and post like the pattern model. Oh man, you could have so much fun with all the Berta style patterns. Oh yeah. (laughs) They've got some cute stuff. They are funny. I love them. Yeah. So that's kind of. That's awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. So for Sew and Tell, reminder that we're doing um, an Instagram live for all the readings of the answers to this week's question, which hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about it and share. And hopefully we can share a little something too. But our question this week is, Has how has sewing helped you embrace your body? So August 15th, we'll be jumping on the old gram and reading some of your answers so excited about that yeah please share your experiences yeah we'd love to hear we'd love to hear yeah for sure yeah all right thanks guys for having good episode (laughs) yeah definitely good episode a little a little um uh deep yeah in our feelings today but that um that's okay i i feel like that's 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 a good thing to do sometimes yeah Yeah, absolutely sometimes it is good to go there and just you know dive into those thoughts and you know localize them and I know yeah. that was really helpful for me even to just kind of get my thoughts out there yeah, sometimes so it's sometimes it's nice to just admit it yeah yeah that you have yeah. these issues yeah mm-hmm. all right thanks everybody yeah, I hope we've you. made you feel a little bit better about your body and uh, happy stitching guys yeah happy until next time yeah For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sewdaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at fwmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a production of F&W Media Studios and is produced and hosted by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our audio engineer and editor is Evan Rutherford, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. <laughs>